Hello and welcome to the England B Team podcast, a football podcast brought to you by an Englishman who wasn't good enough to make it as a professional footballer and an Irishman who wasn't good enough to play for England. My name's Joe and this is my co-host Gareth and we're back once again to talk about all things football. So, yeah. Are we ever going to change that intro? Should we? Think, like, <laughs> you know, we need to have some sort of consistency. So, of course, we it's consistently good episodes. Do you reckon we're at the point yet where people listen to it and they sort of mouth along with it? I think so. Yeah. Actually, one of my brother's friends, he uh, used it in some sort of, like, I think he was like joking a bit, but he still remembered it. So There you are. I, okay I think then. it's, I think okay it's memorable because it kind of rolls off the tongue easily. It does, yeah. Um, okay, then. Yeah, if it's getting me famous, then I'm happy again, to live with it, yeah. We can think of something else. And it's like, nah, no, no, we'll stick with it. I guess also the England B Team podcast, I guess what it's like, a, I guess it's like a, for, from the film, it's like a implication that Irish team wasn't as good yes <laughs> I think it's, it's like a nice introdu- introduction like it's not offending anyone you know neither of us were very good at football no that's true um, I wasn't good enough to play for Lisbon never mind England but <laughs> I wasn't good enough to play for Stevenage let alone England I was in Stevenage at the weekend I passed through Stevenage true yeah. lucky you yeah we've been ta- we've been Stevenage on the brain recently because if Nathan Teller joined True. in Bayard Evergosen as well. So yeah, if Nathan Teller hears this, then I'm a fellow... Nathan, if you're listening, I'd love to have born, you on. <laughs> I don't think he was born there, but he was raised there. Okay, so he's um, a local boy, more or so less. So I was born there, wasn't raised there, but yeah, there we go. Who yeah. thought uh, to uh, Stevenage, people with roots in Stevenage... Find yourselves here together. Well, one playing for Leverkusen, one talking about Leverkusen, another football stuff, but... There you are. But here... Here we go. Two degrees of separation away. Yeah. We're very close. And speaking of Stevenage then... Does that lead into today's episode? That doesn't really. Well, Stephen, it is London, isn't it? It's just, it's like a, I think, I guess one day, I think one day it will be London. It was like a new town outside of London. Okay. Back in the 70s. It was like an ideal place to live. Is that what it's for? Like the... Yeah. yeah. Let's not go into it too much now. Okay, but well... Let's not, let's not talk about Stephen Edge. Let's talk about... Tell us what we're going to talk today's about. Today's episode. Um, if you're watching, maybe you can guess from what we're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, it's going to be a Chelsea-focused episode, which we haven't actually done yet. Yeah, because, yeah. Since we started this podcast, it's not an episode I've been dying to do, to be totally honest. No, it's three Chelsea fans. Um, I think we have lots of talking points today. Uh, um, but yeah, I think this episode has been a long time coming. Yeah, um, Of course, has. we've spoken a, a, bit, a lot about Bayer Leverkusen on this podcast, but first well. and foremost, <laughs> they're having fans. a good season. So that's why we talk yeah, about them. Chelsea, true. yeah. Well, it's probably one of, the most, one of the hottest topics in world football right now. Um, which is good for us. We can talk about it on the yeah. podcast, but so, yeah. I think this title, the, the title of this episode will be Todd Bowley's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But I think the question we need to ask is, what is going on at Chelsea? Yeah. Is um, it Todd Bowley's Chelsea? Or more? Whose Chelsea is yeah. it? I think it's Todd Bowley's playground at the moment. Yeah, but that's we can a go, saying that, yeah. We can go into that. So um, what are we getting into today? So, yeah, so I think we'll give our initial thoughts and expectations, bef- like when, or maybe at the start of the buying process. Yeah. And then when buying of the club, you yeah, mean? exactly. Yeah. And when it was official that Todd Bowley would be, or Clear Lake Capital, would be uh, the, yeah, the new owners. The title, yeah. um, then I think we should dive into a bit about the transfers, yeah, ingoings, outgoings, it, yeah. the amount of money, um, yeah. and then the managerial decisions. Been quite a few of those as well. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to get through. And... Yeah, let's see how we can fill it in in under yeah. an hour or so. We want to stick to that. Um, and then we'll round it off maybe a bit about more of the off the pitch stuff like the disconnect between the fans yeah. Yeah. and um, the club and then we'll round it up with yeah what next what does the future hold for Chelsea Football Club within the next eight years um, yeah 
when all the players' contracts run out in eight years, we yes. can look forward to that. Yeah, let's see. Long, long, long future to go with these current players. Yeah, but there really see. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we'll dive in with like our initial thoughts and expectations. I think we should mention like we're not going to go into details of the sale of the club. Um, I think that's been covered enough to be totally honest. Yeah, but I mean, like obviously it's a sensitive subject, and obviously what's happening in the world right now is true a big yeah. tragedy. But like. Um, yeah, so we're yeah, not going to go into to... why it was sold and stuff. Yeah. But of course, yeah. We're not political pundits, are we? No. But I don't think it's political. I think it's just kind of everyone knows what what's happening. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. yeah, and how awful everything is. Um, and yeah, I think it was 100% right that Abramovich had to sell the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had links to. But anyway, yeah. I Bad think it was boys. a good thing to happen. Um, it had to happen. And yeah, and so it's the nature I, of modern football as well. Yeah, you know, actually, the Abramovich era weirdly ended up being quite stable in the end compared to now. Yeah, yeah, and it lasted um, for nearly twenty years, which in modern football is quite rare. So yeah. we've been a little bit spoiled as Chelsea fans recently. So yeah, yeah, a takeover of a club. I think a lot of fans of big clubs have went through this. Yeah, and that's that's the thing as well. When so obviously we all enjoyed Chelsea from two thousand three to two thousand twenty two, so much success and stuff. Yeah, but I really got the impression of when Bowley joined. I don't know if I read into something too much, but I really thought he was gonna like calm it down a bit, like invest in a project, as in like around the youth system Chelsea have, which is obviously one of yeah. the best in the world in England. Um, of course, bring in some players, move out a lot of that dead wood, get rid of the players on his super high contract. I thought it was yeah. gonna be, and I maintained this for uh, even after the first couple of windows. I was like, okay, now maybe it's gonna calm down now, but. Okay, so that's what you first. That's what I, I, was, I was real optimistic. I thought is was that gonna... unfair to say that, that that's kind of happened, hasn't it? No, because we've just spent too much money. Yeah. No. I think we'll go into that a bit later, but um, yeah. So I was really excited and optimistic at first. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to cling on to that that uh, optimism a little bit. Um, and yeah. obviously, I think we were both when the sale was happening. We were both reading into it quite a lot about who yeah, potential course, buyers yeah. would be. Um, and they were my first choice. Throughout the process, like, they I, were for me as well. I think yeah. I tweeted about it as well, and um, I have this American friend. He replied by saying, "You don't want the Ricketts family." Yeah, a lot of people said that. Um, yeah, they're like they're they're racist, etc. Yeah, um, and I didn't really want to have a sports washing washing nation like a Newcastle owner. Yeah, prefer not owner, to. Like, yeah, in an ideal world. Um, of course, yeah. Again, let's not go political, but no countries are perfect, of course, as well. But I think yeah. some some things are worse than others. Um, but yeah, like I was optimistic, and I thought it'd be a fresh start. I thought the scattergun approach of spending lots of money would come down a bit. I don't know why I thought that. I just had a, I was, maybe it's what I was hoping for. In some ways, it feels like a, a like a natural continuation of the Chelsea culture of the last twenty years. We've yeah. always spent money, Apart and we've always been quite. My favorite season in the last like ten years. That. 1920 season of Lampard when we couldn't buy anyone yeah that's my favourite season and that sort of built up yeah. a little bit of a future for us and it felt like it was building a project that Tuchel then took over yeah. and we were going in that direction and there was a club identity again yeah. and everything Especially seemed to go on the there Tuchel, that's a really good and to be identity. honest like I felt like Chelsea were starting to get things right at that time and yeah we've talked about this and what's happening next um but there was a, there was a genuine culture building around Chelsea, especially with like the older players coming in and yep. the roles of administration, and they were taking the early part of the Abramovich era and taking the legends from that era yeah. and incorporating them into the club and yeah. building a culture so around Lampard the club. Was there. Ashley Cole was there. Balak was involved. Peter Cech Peter was obviously Cech. involved. Um, yeah, something I wanted to mention as well. Obviously, when Bowley eventually did come in, 
it was a complete fresh start, which is yeah. not something that I wanted. I didn't. But I didn't expect it, yeah. it to be Czech going, mm. Bruce Buck going, See, that's what I mean, Marina yeah. going. But I guess it's also like if you think about it in a non-foot point of view, if you buy a new business, most likely you're going to bring in your own people at the top. You probably will, yeah. Like I mean, I've never been involved in business before, but I guess very complete opposite views. I don't know yeah. how it would work with having people from a very old regime, 20 years, and a brand new regime. But there's an argument to be made for that as well. It's not sort of smooth the transition. Yeah, of course, people who understand the club, understand like people they work with. That's what I was um, hoping for, to be honest. I was sort of, to be honest, I was expecting yeah. not much to change. I was maybe hoping for a little bit more stability in the managerial choices. And I was so <laughs> genuine, I sort of thought, oh yeah, yeah, that was the one bit of Chelsea culture that I wasn't happy with, was the constant yeah. sacking of managers. Yep, I agree. I was thinking, oh yeah, fresh start on that, we'll bring in Mr. Potter, give him a few years, and build a project around that. Six and here we are, later. four months, man- four managers later. <laughs> here, here Five we are. managers later, technically. Mm. We had um, Bruno for one game, yeah, but I think we're going to talk about the managers. Bless him, yeah. And maybe a bit about them. Yeah, well, it's fair to say that we both had a pretty, a pretty positive outlook. Yeah. Also, which was... Maybe stem from the fact that the actual period around that, the year before, not to get into it again, but the actual period, there was a lot of uncertainty around the club. I genuinely thought we were going to disappear at one point. Yeah, I, mean, I had a genuine fear that Chelsea were going to collapse. It genuinely caused, my, caused me anxiety in my life around that. Remember the shop closed and we couldn't trade and there was worries about like whether the government would let the sale go through. Yeah. And it just felt like when this came in, it was like, oh, okay, now we're good. Yeah. Now we can settle down yeah, a little bit as sure. a club and build for the future. And then... This happened. <laughs> what the happened? Last, the last nearly um, two years have happened. Yeah, so I think my last thoughts on the initial expectations and stuff was, um, I don't know, like, I thought it was going to be a long-term project, and it is. I mean, we have to remember, it's only been one year. Like, Yeah, it feels longer. It feels it? like a long, I mean, so yeah, it's their second season. Second season only? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. But, um, I'm only a few weeks into the second season, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, but... I don't know. Like, I'm still going to try and be optimistic. I don't agree with the money that's been spent. I don't agree with a lot of the outgoings. I don't agree with a lot of the incomings, again, which I think we're going to move on to now. But yeah, I was optimistic. Yeah. The optimistic is definitely... Dead. Got, yeah. Sucked out of you. It's a tiny bit still there. Back to good old Chelsea Because there's still <laughs> some... I like some of the players that are brought in. There's still some of the players we've got there. I just don't think I know enough about it. I, I'm yeah. still... I've never had this experience with Chelsea. Like even when, okay, we swear recording this podcast, this is going out on this Thursday. Yep. So we've just saw the game at the weekend. I didn't see the match. I was away, but I was following it on my phone. And even the it, subs yeah. bench, I was looking at one. I don't we know. Because we have yeah. 12 injuries. Like, but there's had... so many unknowns around the squad. And I don't know what Chelsea's going to turn up next week. Yeah. And that's the first time maybe in the history so of Chelsea where I don't feel like I know the club inside out. Next game will be Aston Villa at home, which is a very difficult game. That's a, a tough great game. Form right now. And then after yeah. that, it was against Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup. Not Bournemouth, uh, Brighton in the Carabao yeah. Cup. And Brighton are flying as well. Just beat Manchester United. Yeah, they did. That was um, good. That was nice. That was one of the highlights of the weekend. But Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I was optimistic. I think my optimism is about halfway gone. But I'm a naturally optimistic man when it comes true, to Chelsea, as we find out uh, on this podcast. I'm usually more pessimistic in general. When it comes to Chelsea, I think I'm more optimistic. Um, You're probably wise, though. I might have to... Maybe it's a bit early to change my season prediction for Chelsea. <laughs> don't think we're going to win the league anymore. I don't we might have to hold that one back. I put sixth, didn't I? And even then, like, we're 14th now, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, man. But look, yeah. it's only been five games. It's only been one year with the owners. We're optimistic. Okay. We still have a little bit of optimism still. Um, and again, we don't know how it would have been with another owner. Like, they could have done... like. Ah, oh, well, yeah, you should have worked it. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know. 
like it, a sale had to happen it happened it's been a very on, yeah. turbulent year we get on with it we still support the club but we can scrutinize we, we can scrutinize it <laughs> we have to support we them we're not allowed to not support them um, but I hear about football sometimes man I wish I could just change but I can't no never you're not allowed to my heart Through won't let me thin. Um, oh. But of course, as well, like I said, we can support it and we can scrutinise it, which I think this next section is going to be done. <laughs> be a lot of scrutinising. Next forty think. minutes is going to be a lot of scrutinising. I feel like, but um, so yeah, we're going to dive into the transfers. Yeah, I suppose that's the natural um, place to start. It's what's making all the headlines. So, free transfer windows. What are you, so before we talk about like maybe each window or some of the key players, what's your thoughts on the approach, the strategy, etc.? Like, I know what you think of it. Yeah. I know that you think it's been a bit of an incoherent mess. And I agree with that to an extent, but I just don't feel like I know enough about it yet. Okay. There's so many great players that have been brought, or players that could be good. I just, it's such a massive change. Like, even yeah. more so than when Abramovich took over that first year, when he took over and we brought in, like, a record number of signings. There's so much going on. And also, no established players coming. No big-name no, signings. A lot of money Only spent. Only Cuckoo this, this summer. Yeah, and then he hasn't even played yet in a competitive no. game. So I don't really know what's going on with the club. The sales, yeah, I wasn't mad about so, them. But yeah, we're early into the season. A lot of them might have improved, this right? This is the thing always with Chelsea sides. Probably most sides, but especially Chelsea. Like, as I football changes, football adapts, etc. Yeah. But we always had... Always brought in players that would add to the spine. So we brought in... Yeah, well, that was... Czech, yeah. who replaced Cudicini. Two excellent goalkeepers. And of course, Terry was there. Whoever... Yeah. yeah. Then Carvalho next to him. Then yeah. you had Lampard, Makaleli. Then Essien season Kante after that. And, yeah. Then Balak the season after that. And then Drogba. And then Shevchenko. Yeah. Okay, Shevchenko didn't work out, but he's still... I'm sure he had but that's, a good impact. On well, you're just reading yeah. out a list of players. I saw. I remember this at the time, and I saw a tweet about it recently again. Um, like, that team had so many international captains in the yeah. squad. Like, it was yeah. always leaders, and you were bringing in experienced yeah. players. Like, Shevchenko wasn't a huge success at Chelsea, but he, but he did he bring impact, something. For sure. yeah. yeah. And then he didn't work out. We brought in Anelka, and. He ended up being a great signing, yeah. in many ways. Um, and after that, it was Diego Costa, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there was plenty of flops in between there. Like, you of know, course. Ricardo Caresma got a few be... games for us. <laughs> which, yeah. Do you remember Minerio? Oh, I wish I didn't. I one game. I wish I didn't. Alexander Pado got in there for a wee while. Um, yeah, Falcao, that was a lot. yeah, like we could, oh, we could go on for ages. One of my favourites was Manish. Maybe we do an episode of Chelsea flops. Uh, we do, we could do a That'd podcast on that. We could yeah. start a new podcast and do an episode every <laughs> week on that. Just a one player. But to be fair, yeah, you're right. The general building around it was there was a spine being built, and, that's and what there was, was always like this constant. There was always an understudy yeah. to every top player. And I don't feel like that's happened even in 2019-20. The players were young. But I feel like they were like really buying into the identity of the club they were like of course there was um, even like okay, not even just the academy players like Mount James etc even Zuma like he was really into true. Chelsea true and then Jorginho as well he I think he was really like he got a lot of stick like, yeah when really Sarri left especially yeah Tammy Abraham he dedicated himself to it yeah um even Giroud, I think. But I think he really liked the club. But again, that was experience mixed with youth as well. Yeah, it was like, a really well-balanced squad. Maybe um, could have done with a little bit of an injection of one or two extra world-class players to bring yeah. us a win in the league level. Yeah. But that's what I felt like. That's why I felt like we where we were when Boley took over. Yeah. We were one or two players off, really playing. And then just sold 20 players, bought 400, and that was it. Just changed yeah. the whole thing. And that's the thing as well. Like So in regards to the amount of money spent... 
I think you have to be careful with the money spent. Like I don't agree with it. I think it's too much. I don't think it made any sense. A lot of signings, especially because we have such a good youth academy. Like, why yeah. would we spend? I don't know. Um, I, I'm not comparing players. I think Enzo Fernandez is amazing, but 105 million on him, and, and I'm saying not comparing the players. And then 12 million we sold Billy Gilmore for. Like, I'm yeah. not saying they're the same quality, but like, they're not 100 million difference players. No, they're and not. Caicedo, for example, again, really good oh, player, God, but get me started on hundred like hundred fifteen minutes. It's just all too much for me. Like, like Tassi as well. Like, I'm trying not to compare players. You got to be careful with this because yeah. you want to support them all. But there comes a point where you've got to think like that's just too much. It was a huge, <laughs> huge revamp of the squad, yeah. and that's what kind of scared me about it as well. Yeah. It's like. Would it have hurt to have held on to a couple of those players to hold on to the likes yeah. of Andreas Christensen or Billy Gilmore yeah. and let them stick around, build around them a little bit, maybe sign one or two experienced players that have been there, done that. Yeah. But no, they've built a new squad. And yeah, you're talking about the spine. I don't really know what the spine of the current Chelsea team is. Like Thiago Silva would be the one point of it, but he's about 38. So he's 39 soon. He's 39 yeah. in September, yeah. So we can't but really... But even him, like, he's looked a bit naturally off the pace yeah he's 38 years old yeah. yeah but like I don't know what if you said to me next year what's going to be that Chelsea spine yeah. I don't know much about the goalkeeper to be honest Sanchez I'm not I don't really I have was, much I of an opinion on him signing, but seeing his first few games at Chelsea you know and then in the centre um, half I, I would have said maybe last year maybe Barry Sheila he looked the business but isn't playing much injuries he's, he's injured. I, I think he's so good I think he's when he comes he, we miss him big yeah. time he's physical but we say we miss him. He's only been there for what a couple of months. But he is really good in every game. Like I don't know if he's going to be the main part of our defence. Fafana maybe as well when he comes back. Look, he's also quite lightweight. But we don't know. And then yeah. like, what's the spine going to be? What's the replacement for Czech Terry Lampard Drogba going to be? I don't think we're never going to replace that. But, but that's the the core of the squad. And I don't look at that and say, oh, yeah. I can see Sanchez, Barrichello, <laughs> Fernandez, and Jackson being that next year. Yeah. That's the thing I don't know, well. it like, might be. Maybe if we, we look at the, the windows we've got it in front of us. Um, let's yeah, go through it very yeah. quickly, and then I think you want to talk a bit about like the, the money side. Yeah, well, yeah. So, summer 2022, it was Sterling, Koulibaly, Kukurea, Fafana, Aubameyang, Kezadai, Chukomenka. I felt like that one was quite messy. Um, Sterling was a genuinely good signing. Didn't turn out a good signing, but it was. He looked all right this season. I think it's hard for Sterling yeah. to shine in this current team, but I... I rate Raheem Sterling and I think that was a player we really needed. Yeah. And then Koulibaly could have been that spine. He wasn't. He was dreadful. Kukurea, let's not say too much. No, definitely not. Um, Fafana, always injured. Yeah. Abamyang. Disaster. Crazy signing, especially after second. Second took all the week. Second is best made a week later. Um, And then Kesadai, Chukamenka, very much players of the future. Chukamenka looks at, he's got potential. Yeah, for sure. Um... But yeah, I think this window is kind of a mess, really. Like that one didn't look but good. That's Neither a, but that paper. one was kind of to, you could forgive because that was the transition window. That's, exactly, we didn't yeah. really know what was going on there. Half of the players could still turn out okay. Like Sterling has time, Fana has time, Trukamenka, Kesadai, even Kukurea. Like he's still 25, 26. He has time. We need mm. to. Yeah, let's see. No, no, we don't um, need Kukurea. That's that was that was a mistake. That one. Yeah, but you're not going to hit all hits. Sometimes you're going to mess up. But yeah, the winter one. Then afterwards, we can see that. Yeah. Again, Again these are, like, this is very different. I'm looking at the list. It's very yeah. different approach, though. Like, it's all these young players Badi Chile, Andre Santos, Mudrik, Madueke, Gusto, Enzo Fernandez. Like, Nani like, Madueke for a little while looked the business as well. He looked like a real player. Well. well, that's another thing. Like, should we be signing new physios? Man, what yeah, is going that's, on that's with a, the Chelsea? That's like, topic. like, the Chelsea's injury list. 
Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. And like I can look at a few players here. Yeah, Andre Santos, you were a big fan of as well, but he's obviously went out and alone now Nine for the year. Forest and don't never get much game time there because they have like a hundred midfielders. Yeah. Um, Enzo, like again, we're all talking I'm, about I how really great like, Enzo I really was. like him. I think he's an excellent player. He's a good player, but the fact that he is the standout signing and he hasn't yeah. been exceptional. And also, I don't. And I, I mean, apart from Bellingham, pretty very rare. But I don't understand how he could spend a hundred million pounds on a midfielder. Yeah, two midfielders, hundred million pounds. Well, the money we can talk about here. Yeah, I, I have a slightly different opinion on that. But it's the general transfer policy. Just like yeah. it looks. I'm reading the names and going, yeah, I forgot that all happened in one window. And, and then you look at the next window and you're like, oh my goodness, that happened as well. And in the next window, Nico Jackson, I think everyone knows I'm a big fan of him. Oh really? But he needs time. <laughs> uh, Nkuku injured. Uh, Ugo Chukwu, he actually played really well yesterday. Played all right, yeah. And that's the kind of player yeah. that I'd like to see us sign. Like, he's, I think he's like 19, maybe, but he's, 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 he's 25 million euros. Like, that's a gamble Reasonable worth price, taking. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you spend that and you buy Caicedo 150 million, you have two super young midfielders Andre Santos there as well like I don't really get the approach in Lavia as well we put in Lavia Cole Palmer is a baffling one made it to me man I, I don't understand that signing yeah, at all I feel like it, I mean I don't know because he was quite cheap as well with the normal English tax that comes to players like was he 40 million, million quid yeah. that's nothing for a young English midfielder like Phil Foden's around the same age how much would you pay for Phil Foden obviously he's a much better player yeah, but the English tax that, gets yeah. added on yeah. and there's no English tax for Cole Palmer or if he is without the English tax we're talking 20 million quid and yeah. if he was that good would Pep really let him go I don't know Pep yeah Pep sold like we give them Mateo Kovacic yeah but Kovacic was done at Chelsea like his attitude was terrible last I know season. but as a player I'm thinking they're yeah. getting Kovacic and we're getting Cole Palmer and Kovacic went for what, 26 million or something yeah but you're only one year left his contract yeah so that's, I guess you've got to you're, I don't know you're going to talk about the contracts in a second Lavia again is he worth 60 million quid I don't know is he 19, 20 like it's just gambles a lot of these signings right for Southampton like, like really um, has he proven himself at that level like I feel like there just could have been one player in there not on a nine year contract so we just could have brought in and went you know what he's good we know he's good yeah, he's I a safe pair of hands could have been. and not even it doesn't even need to be expensive just someone experienced someone who's been there yeah. done that I, I, you look like, at the players that are moving around in the summer we could have surely been in for one of them like Alexis McAllister was 30 million and Kassadis like that's a safe pair of hands 115 million he's like, a proven player and McAllister was arguably as good as Kassadis last season of course he's a bit older yeah, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not comparing the two players. But I'm saying like that's the kind of player you want to see. I'm comparing them. But you want to see the experience come in, and like I think ev- uh, everyone like this is the thing. Everyone when they load up a football manager game or a FIFA game, you buy all the best young players. Yeah, but, but I Google what the best ones are. But also, yeah, <laughs> I think like that's what they're doing as I well. Don't, I don't know. I've never heard of them. This isn't a game though, and like I don't think you can win a. To be fair, like. Much. And this is going to sound crazy to say this. I do feel like there is a little bit of financial responsibility around this. They are there is a genuine investment in a very long term project here. Yeah. When you look at the size of the contracts and what they're thinking, they're and not guess, going to do this every yeah. summer. And I mean, they are businessmen, so I'm sure they they and understand your contracts. The of yeah, stuff. the finances work, but then but a lot of it you're locked in for eight years, and a lot of it depends on the success on the pitch. Of like, course, they yeah. have everything planned out. Are saying, okay, but yeah, if you don't win games, you don't win trophies, you don't get any prize money. Yeah. How's that going to happen? Um, but yeah, let's quickly look at the players we've sold. Rudiger, Christensen, there was no chance of staying anyway because that was the full top. Yeah, those two, out of all the ones I've seen have went, those two, we really should have tried to hold on to at least one of them. But that wasn't the current owner's fault. Yeah. Uh, they had already agreed But I to feel leave. like a new manager and a good enough, yeah, 
Yeah. They already agreed to leave before the new. I know they did. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, there could have been efforts made before then to keep them. They were so important. Yeah. Rudiger, I think, was always going to go, unfortunately. But... Baranovic and Marina, unfortunately. Um, Mount, yeah. Obviously, it broke my heart. But at the same time, do you think Mason Mount makes this current Chelsea team better? No. Kai Havertz has been a donkey over at Arsenal since he's been there. Has he had a shot? He hasn't had a shot on target. I think he's he? missed the ball a few times. Yeah, he's dead, yeah. <laughs> so, and I love Kai Havertz with yeah. all my heart, but... I'm not missing him to be totally honest we've got a good bit of money for him Billy Gilmore I was always a big fan of yeah I, d- I don't understand that one and he's looking tasty enough for Brighton this season yeah, again. Like, but then is he he'd walk into our midfield now yeah but Brighton are an excellent team as well so True. it's easy to look good in them Kovacic yeah we talked about Loftus-Cheek I would have kept I don't know like, I love Loftus-Cheek again but that'd be my heart speaking over my head True. I don't think he's that good I don't think he's yeah, good he's enough there. He's doing really well for AC Milan. Yeah, I know about the Italian league and stuff. I don't think Loftus-Cheek was the difference in our midfield to challenge him for the league again. No, of course, yeah. A squad player. But for example, best. Lavia, 60 million, or keep Loftus-Cheek? Yeah, well, La- I don't know La- enough again, about Lavia. Loftus-Cheek Lavia. had his chance at it, though. He's... True, yeah, no. he's and he, I think he deserved also to be a first-team player or another yeah. club. I love him. Like He's yeah. a great lad, but I don't think he was... It just wasn't going to happen for him. Yeah. Same with Callum. You know, I yeah. love Callum Hudson-Odoi I really do Didn't but it just never got Cousin, there but... never got there and to be honest he was on a massive contract yeah, yeah again and getting rid of these players that was important that, that was one of the positive things they managed to get rid of a lot of players on the big contracts as much as we love Kante he was very injury yeah. prone he was on 300 grand a week I mean it's, it's N'Golo again, Kante he'll Verna, always be a part of our club but... Verna, we didn't sell him for much in the end but he was on over 200 grand a week I think I'm guessing yeah and we managed to move and around. a lot of the new players like their contracts aren't massive no. some of them are but some of them are quite low some of them aren't disclosed as well but we're talking much lower contracts yeah. and that's what really matters when we and talk also about the I finances. think the contracts are also based on um, what's the word like how the team performs yeah so, bonuses for example and, yeah. apparently Reese James' contract was reduced this season because we didn't qualify for the Champions League yeah yeah. which yeah again is which is a wise. very different approach and the players have to accept that well, for an underperforming team that should be... Yeah. Yeah. And especially because, yeah, you can see you have so much money in contracts and you do a lot of things, but, for example, having Champions League football brings in a massive amount of, of course, money. Of course, of course. So, and it's just unacceptable for Chelsea to not be in the Champions League. Yeah. It's unacceptable. I don't care if there's now a big six or a big seven in the Premier League. <laughs> Chelsea need to be in the Champions League. They They're do. too big a club not um, to be. And we're nowhere near it at the minute. No. I we're don't not know. even near the Conference League at the minute. No disrespect to the Conference League, but, like, you know, come on. Um, so yeah actually well so, yeah, on money I want to talk a quick money. thing about this right because I hear all the time in the media oh Chelsea have signed players in 8 year contracts it's better for financial fair play and you're still going really is it because we're talking 100 million here 100 million there yeah. that's a shitload of money man where is it all going is it, are we really saving money then I did I did the math because this is how you spend a Monday morning apparently instead of working I did the actual mathematics on it and I worked it out priorities so I saw a video from Tifo Football I told you about this where they talked about a, fig- a, a term I've never heard of called immortive figures yep. so it's actually the, the value per year essentially and I've never heard of it until Chelsea came about yeah so. well, <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes important so obviously this is all it's not exact there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of subtlety to these contracts and how they're structured but the rough idea we can take from it is if you sign a player on an 8 year contract the transfer fee is essentially split across 8 years yeah. More or less evenly. Now again, and the, and the only thing is, is that now it's only now it's five years. Yeah, it's going to be changed. Yeah. UEFA and the Premier League change everything. Yeah. but still, yeah. So you can work out roughly how much each player costs per year, and then you look at their wages for those years, which often is more than the transfer fee. So I went through each player that we brought in in this summer window, mm-hmm. 
I looked at their transfer fee, how much we're gonna they're gonna cost Chelsea this year okay. for the transfer fee, and how much their wage is gonna cost and combine them. Now, I think the most expensive one this year is gonna be, for example, Moises Caicedo, 116 million, but that'll be 14.5 million per year over the eight years. Bargain. Now he's Same nine Billy Gilmore. Yeah, well there you are. Nine million a year in wages. That means per year, Moises Caicedo is costing Chelsea 23.3 million. That's crazy. Now, that's over eight years, obviously a big investment. But when you see some of the players we've got rid of, it's a lot more. Yeah. So that's the most expensive. You would take uh, Romeo Lavia, 14.5 million per year when you divide it okay. up. And Kunku, 21.8. Uh, Dezassi, 12.7. Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez, where is he? 9.3. Still because like 23 million, seven years, it's only 3.3 million a year. Okay. Now, his wages, they're on an estimate. A lot of these aren't included. I've put them on the slightly higher end, so I'm going to assume they're getting what's some it, nice what's bonuses. estimate wage for Robert Sanchez? No, what I've estimated ah, it. So okay. I've worked out the average wage of a Chelsea player, mm. and I've put ah, them okay. for all that's, these that's, players. Okay, so, for example, nice. I'm estimating that Robert Sanchez is going to be getting the same as David Washington, who okay. he's not going to be getting, but it'll probably balance out. And yeah. I've given a bit more money just to be safe on it. I know Robert Sanchez was on, I think he was on 23000 a week before he came to Chelsea oh, really? Interesting. now he's going to be on a lot more than that at Chelsea 70. but I don't know if he's going to go over 100k no, I don't think so I've assumed 100k so I've assumed 100k for a lot of those players because of performance related bonuses and my command raises blah 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 so I've been very um, generous to this yeah. so over this year the new signings including their wages and their transfer fees this year are going to cost Chelsea roughly 132 million euros this is on euros because yeah. Bargain, yeah. So 132. Now the players we got rid of this summer when Kai Havertz 75 million. I know the money comes in in a different way when you sell players, but for the sake of this, this for a comparison, yours okay. it's all in yours. So we're going to compare this in the same way. So I'm going to split Havertz's transfer fee over the years that he's okay. going to be gone. We're going to assume the same thing just for comparison's sake. 75 million five year contract, 15 million quid a year, uh, 15 million quid a, in wages he was getting paid a year. So Kai Havertz's money's going to bring Chelsea in or we're going to save is 30 million per year now that's more than Caicedo yeah. more than Lavia more than any of them they don't even get close to that so Mason Mount like, even 17 like double some of the players yeah uh, like even take people like uh, where's Bali who went for nothing but the wages were insane yeah Koulibaly went for 23 million quid over 3 years that's still 7.7 7 a year which is more than Romeo Lavia yeah and the wages 17.8 million euros a year is what Crazy. he was getting paid so overall we're saving 25.5 million with Cody Bally getting off the books so what's the total and he was the, a donkey so and I haven't even included the likes of Lewis Hall uh, David Fofana Zachariah the lads are on loan uh, I haven't okay. included them in this even with that Chelsea will save 204 million euros that means there's a profit, profit. In a, yeah of 71 million euros but I guess the financial fair play reasons over financial fair play, Chelsea yeah. are doing good business. The only problem is these are on big contracts. We can't do this every year, no, first of all, of and they need to be successes because if they're not, we are locked in yeah, the long-term that's, that's contracts. The thing, like again, before we dive onto the ne- dive into the next section, what happens in January? Like we have so many players still. I can't like I can't like most of the squad now is on eight-year contracts. Surely, like. A lot of them are. The goalkeepers are. Some of them Reece are on nine-year contracts. Do, the centre-backs, Papantago Silva. Yeah. And then you've got Chilwell, Correa, like, they're all on at least five-year contracts. Like yeah. But Cole Palmer's on a seven-year contract. Okay. Yeah, Dezassi, six years, and Cuckoo, six years. A lot of them have an extra year option. Jackson's on an eight-year contract, I think, with a one-year extension option. Give him a 20-year contract. 
Yeah. <laughs> you see a shot yesterday? No, man. That's all it is. It's just shots. That's all he does. He just shoots. He doesn't score. I need to so, show this to you, actually. There we are. Well, while you get it up, I will just say, from a business point of view, right now, Chelsea are actually doing very good business. They are okay in financial fair play. The problem is, these lads do need to be a success in the next few years. But right now, like if I take a stupid number, like, I don't know, the combined cost... Robert Sanchez, 9.3 per year. Compare that to how much we're getting. Lukaku alone, just going out alone yeah, for the year. Yeah, he's on like 350 like, grand a week. Yeah, it's only 18 million quid we're saving. We're just getting them off the books for the year. Like, that's massive. So that the sales are really good business. Baki Yoko, yeah. you remember him? 6.6 <laughs> million a year. That's he went crazy. on a free transfer, but he was still costing us that much. We've that's got crazy, rid of that. Yeah. Ziyech, even. He's not even getting all of his wages paid by Galatasaray for it's the year long loan. his money off. Three and a half and million it's quid. counted. Three and a half million quid gone, which is half of a... Half of a who? I saw that there. Half of a... Okay, Jordi Petrovic. Yeah, I don't really know who that is. Apparently the goalkeeper, really good, yeah. goalkeeper yeah. yeah. But still, that's yeah. half of him for the year. And here's the Nico Jackson shot I mentioned. I was at the Boston concert really? the weekend, so... Oh yeah, magnificent! Yeah, give him a twenty. Baller. I love him still. Um, but yeah, so that's so, the transfers again. Purely in numbers, we could talk, we're I doing mean, all right. We could talk about this for hours. I think. I think most Chelsea fans could. Um, but it's good to know there is genuine, like it, there's genuine business sense behind it. Yeah. Just because of no success on the field, it looks a bit crazy. But at the minute, Chelsea are doing quote unquote good business. Financially, we're doing well. Have, uh, it's just have, very uh, questionable about over these long term contracts. It needs to work. Now, this guy's so optimistic well. again. I'm just saying Chelsea are making money, man. People don't believe me when I say this. I didn't believe it until I did the numbers and I was like, man, I was sitting up all morning. I was like, I was on my laptop with a calculator out and everything, conversion rates. Look at you. This is, this I was like, is what do you call uh, the money saving expert in this British is the TV? That we put into the podcast. What's the money saving expert called? Martin Lewis. Yeah, that's me, man. I could I'm like I'm Martin Lewis and Chelsea sure Austrian transfers. Fans would know him, but maybe not. Uh, who's the Martin Lewis of Austria? Um, I bet you no one's ever said that in the podcast before. But yeah, okay, so that's Just the transfers what do you think quickly to sum it up what are you thinking about the transfers I'm I don't happy. like it but I suppose Chelsea how much I can do about it there you are yeah I, I'm not a mad fan of it either but the money I'm not too worried about because the money overall makes sense um, let's see but I just don't think the players are very good <laughs> yeah well yeah but there we go that's Chelsea's so what, what are we year. talking about next? Here's so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into the managers, probably about 10 minutes talking about the managers oh, and then a bit about a the current identity of the club and then what next. Oh, right, we'll catch you in a minute. All right, so yeah, now it's time to look at the managerial decisions, yeah. which again I is need another, to calm down there. another <laughs> hot topic. Um, I'm going to wind up here, man. Are you talking about Chelsea? <laughs> I love this it. is why we haven't talked it. about it's them. It's like Marmite, isn't it? It's like Marmite or Vegemite, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's disgusting. But, um, <laughs> That's why. <I'm, laughs> I actually like Marmite. Um, but yeah, so right, first go of ahead. all, we won't spend too long on this topic. I think we use up so much time on the transfers. But again, I think the transfers are the most exciting week. part. They are, to be fair. They're um, the biggest part of the club. Exciting part. Um, so Tuchel uh, speaking of exciting can we talk about Graham Potter? <laughs> Sorry, Tuchel. We'll, we'll be on to him next. Right, Tuchel. Go ahead. Um, Again, like... Strange. Strange it, what they did with him. It was strange in the sense that they... It makes sense that he was fired because they didn't really get on. He's also quite a volatile manager. Yeah, but he was also really bad for the last six months. Like, his final year at Chelsea was terrible. Like, it was yeah, things were some going of the worst already, football yeah. I've seen. Like, I, I think the, 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 the last year at Chelsea, I think the, the 
the football Potter played was better than Tuchel's. But it didn't make sense in the sense that why did they back him in the market? Why did they bring in... Um, the Kuk- most strange one was Aubameyang. He wanted Kukure, he wanted Aubameyang. Aubameyang was very strange. He wanted strange. like... I don't know, like, I mean, I love him. I think he's a great manager and he's given us some of the best memories we've seen at Chelsea, but... Yeah. It was never going to work out. I think it might have been time to say goodbye to him, as much as I hate to admit that. But it could have been different. Like I don't know why it wasn't at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Or just let him take over that season, and you knew. I just felt like Tuchel was going to be the one finally that we get like a wee Fergie. He was going to be there. It's never going to be the one at Chelsea. But no, there isn't. That's it. That's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. He was going downhill at the end of the. the, yeah, the last six months of his reign, yeah. especially. But he did her. some good things. Like the, the he owners, did the best. The owners things. wanted um, Ronaldo. Yeah, that was and, a great decision. And he didn't. Thank so thank God for that, for Man, uh, yeah. footballing and morality reasons. Yeah, I'm not having Ronaldo with the club. Um, but yeah, so, and then we have Graham Potter. What do you think of Graham Potter? Man, I, the minute he came in, I remember Graham Potter getting hired. I remember talking about this. You didn't like it. Do you know why I didn't like it? Right, because... You have to look at like the other Premier League teams and our competitors yeah. in theory, Manchester City, Liverpool, United. United were talking about they didn't have Eric Ten Hag at the time, I don't think, but they were talking about you know their new managers and were linked yeah. with Ten Hag and Pochettino. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Liverpool have Klopp, City of Pep Guardiola, and then the, we just brought in the most plain man in but all of the UK. Like, His you, name was plain, he looked plain, there's no sex appeal to it. Like, do I don't think that he's English. It doesn't help. There's no, there's no good English managers. Sam Eddie Howe. is a terrible manager. <laughs> Eddie Howe I would have genuinely had. I just thought Graham Potter... But it again, was no such English a... managers ever won anything. Never won the Premier League. Like... Yeah, but he was so unenthusiastic, yeah. man. Like, I just, I didn't, I, he didn't fill me with any kind of excitement whatsoever. I think I was, I was excited because he was a young, youngish, up-and-coming manager. He had a rigorous season at Brighton. They were playing good football. Um, they are playing better football, aren't they? But... Of course, like, there's always the English factor you would consider... And he had a really good start. Really good start. Like, he beat Ace Milan 4 0. Yeah, true. But then. It's hard to remember. There was a good start, yeah. I think I heard lots of stories. I don't think the players took him seriously. I, I can see why. Which is a problem. Like, it shouldn't be like that. But of course, when you have players who are earning ridiculous money, they spend a lot of money on them with huge egos. That's part of the job, it's isn't gonna it? It's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't think they took him seriously. I don't think he could manage I them. think the fairest comparisons I've heard it so many times, it's became a cliche now, but he was like a PE teacher. A man, I just, I, he didn't, he didn't inspire any kind of confidence in me. He was a nice guy, fair play to him. I really I, I, do I wish him all the best. Gone, I think he's going to good things though. I think he'll get. A, I think he'll, I don't. You not think? I think he'll. No. He'll manage a top six club again. Do you reckon? Or take a club to being top six or something. Maybe I yeah. Who, I don't know what. Like he's linked to the Everton job, I think, because Sean Dyche is also pretty terrible. But I would take Sean Dyche to Chelsea. Yeah. I wouldn't sack Pochettino. Bring in Sean Dyche. Be grand. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I hate all those men just like Dyche and Allardyce. They're just <laughs> yeah. boring. Brags in football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, well then, not Potter, hate, there's, not like much, there's not much left to say about Potter. No, and I, we wish him the best. Like, yeah, I do genuinely. He was a really cool guy. I wish it worked out. Tried. He had his like, change-up as well when he joined. He did, he, he got a bit of drip fade, about him. Yeah, he man, he was looking good. But it didn't work out, he lost out, the dress move and that was it. And then, yeah, you've put down here as the next manager as well, Bruno. I kind of forgot about yeah. that. One game, wasn't One game. it? He actually it was against Liverpool, and he, okay, we weren't great, but we drew nil nil. We actually scored, but have a goal just allowed for handball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I never expected him to take the job. Not much else to say no. on him, but 
It wasn't. I think he probably would have been better than Lampard. We made that mistake before when we give Avram Grant the job properly. Like that was meant to be a one-game thing. I mean, it he, should have been a one-game thing. He got to Champions League final. I know, but like he didn't and really. Second in the Premier League. No, nah, like the ch- the players got that there. Everyone said at the time Michael Ballack and John Terry and Lampard were the managers. Okay. Avram Grant was just along for the ride. What's he done since? He made West Ham, I think. That's right. Yeah. Portsmouth. No, these are caretaker managers yeah. at best. But Directors I think. Bruno, yeah. Hot take. I, I think forgot. keeping Bruno would have been better than keeping Lampard in. I don't know. I think the the best... So, yeah. I was optimistic about Lampard, of course, for what he's done. And it made sense to carry us in the season. But I didn't really think... I think I was thought about it from the romantic side. But his well, yeah. managerial yeah. form... That's it. His confidence as a manager must have been so low. Like, I think the game that Bruno did really. against Liverpool was better than what Lampard did. And again, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It was an impossible task. Like, even look at Pochettino, a proven top coach, he's still struggling with it. Yeah. So that's why I think think it was beneficial for him. He's a poison chalice. So that's why I think I was happy to keep Bruno. Like, I thought, like, steady. To the end of the season. He knew the players already. Um, I don't think it would have made a difference. Lampard wasn't going to come in and turn this into a world class football team. But I think bringing in Lampard, it's kind of like, kind of made him look worse. It's kind Didn't of like, favors, again, like, is he sure. ever going to come back to Chelsea now? Like, no, I think like, it's hasn't done, done the any favours like, either way. Um, no, and the first time he came in, there was a lot of romance attached to it. The second time just didn't feel like that no, again. No, like, it's felt like just painful. We shouldn't like, have went back I think he was, you can tell after a few games, he was like, what have I done? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah man, like, <laughs> man, he, he aged a lot in those few months as well. But then Pochettino was in now. Yeah, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the thing was. I love him as a manager. I think he's a great manager. I loved his. Well, I didn't love them because they're Spurs, but I thought they played great football under Pochettino. Really good football. And um, he did a decent job at PSG, all things considered, because that's yeah. an awful job to take. Yeah, for sure. And I love him, but it's just too early. Too so early. I wasn't optimistic at first. I think I kind of got caught into the fact that he never won anything at Tottenham. But again, he got into the Champions League final. So <laughs> in the club, yeah. Exactly. He got into the Champions League final. He got them very close to winning the league in 2015-16. Of course, they ended up finishing third in the end, but yeah. they had that crazy game against Chelsea and stuff. And They had a good squad, but like it wasn't a title win. It wasn't squad. a Champions League final title squad. Exactly, though. yeah. And then I kind of thought about it a bit more. I was like, okay, this guy who's good with young players, um, he developed, was he, he kind of the one, I think Tim Sherwood gave Harry Kane his debut, but Pochettino really turned him into Tim a player Sherwood, he yeah. was. Yeah. Tim Sherwood, bring him in. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> no. of course, there was like, other players, I can't think who it was, but they had Danny Rose, Carl Walker, etc. Like all these True. players came through. Yeah, they would have came through. Danny Alley. Um, yeah. But he's proven to do that, and I'm again, excited about having him. And I think maybe yeah. with the project we have, it's obviously it's centered on young players for yeah. a long time. He's been given this the keys to the Ferrari, but the Ferrari's not really got an engine in it, no. and we're waiting for it to get service next year. But it's nice he's got the keys. Like and, and yeah we'll back him um, well, I always back the manager I've there's never, no one else like no. if you'd said to me right now who do you want this manager there's no one else I'd choose no. there's no point I don't know who could do a better job no. maybe the only one who I think could do a short term job is someone like Jose but oh, do I no. want Jose back long term that would be he wouldn't do anything in the short term because he's not going to play the kind of football that these players are brought in to play no like they don't hate him I think there's no one really else we've, no. we've sacked every other Pep, manager in world football would be nice but... <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be right yeah, yeah. Um, or Sam Allardyce, but yeah. As is. <laughs> Alan Pardew. Oh man, what's happened to him? He, he likes, actually, he had an eight year contract at Newcastle. So if you that's right, yeah. I think they're still paying him off. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. well, I suppose the other one we were linked with at the time was Nagelsmann, but I'm kind of bla- glad yeah. you got a Nagelsmann to come in. New German manager, it looks like. Yeah, I think he is going to be, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the Chelsea managers. So there's been five of them, which is crazy. I mean, I guess you can count Bruno's one game as well. Um, but yeah. So, it's mental. What is it? Isn't it a year ago that the Tuchel Conte incident happened? And I think Tuchel was sacked from like sometime last week, like a year ago. Yeah. So there you are, just over a year ago with that incident. Imagine formal managers since then. That's yeah. You can't like at least one game managed. Um, but yeah, so let's kind of round off this episode now. It's been a very good discussion. Um, yeah. Very easy to talk about Chelsea. And too easy to be careful not to get yeah, we haven't got very it. positive about it but no but it's been but it's not a positive time for no, Chelsea no it's not and well, we, we, so that's the thing so like before we go into the what next um, one of the things I also mentioned I think I mentioned it before like there doesn't feel like there's an identity at Chelsea at the moment and on the pitch as well with the and players, we, we also, used to have an identity also off the pitch like I don't know I feel like the owners just doing their thing which is fine like if it's their money they've done whatever but like there's always when it comes to football clubs there always needs to be some sort of fan involvement we talked about before in the Bundesliga it works so well yeah, most clubs yeah. have some sort of family involvement yeah. if not directly they listen for example Leverkusen not part of the 50 plus 1 rule but I think the club still listens to the fans hugely so yeah like yeah. it works it does um, and yeah and it just again Chelsea felt like we were finally getting in an identity you know for so long Chelsea weren't the most liked club in English yeah. football but I felt like when that when we won the Champions League for the second time there was a bit of respect about the yeah. club the youth thing obviously as well but Tuchel bringing in the thing there was just a there was an identity yeah. finally it building it felt like something was building and, now and then it all like, just got thrown in the bin and now it's a mess and, and yeah that's that's what breaks my heart about it again the romantic in me just wants to, to I want to go back to those days but again, I, so yeah. I, was, I was saying quickly, but I'm going to really quickly touch on this, but it genuinely felt like a breakup. Yeah. When we got rid of that whole team. Yeah. And I was trying to think, like, is it genuinely like a breakup? And I'm going to give you a quick thing. Okay. A quick we'll test for you. Right. So, this, I found this article, scientific article, called Grief After Breakup, The Three Things You Should Know. Okay, so first of all, number one, it is possible to grieve a relationship. Of now, course. I'm going to read out a quote of this, and I want you to tell me, this sounds familiar to football. Ambiguous loss happens when something or someone profoundly changes or disappears. A person face torn between hope things will return to normal and the looming sense that life as they knew it is fading away like a Polaroid developing in reverse. Deep. That feels like that's that's how I felt when Chelsea when the whole thing came falling down. That's 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 what I mentioned earlier though. I wasn't I was actually hoping for something different. Like I was I was ready I to I was ready to put the past behind and have that's the thing. I don't even mind that we're not winning. Like I would have. Like, I agree. Yeah. I would rather us have like a, a younger team with identity. You care about the club and then finish eighth this season exactly. and then build from there. Which something that could have happened under the Lampard thing obviously didn't work out. But I think like the money spent. There's just no like, yeah, identity or anything. So I, I yeah. understand that. But I think from the start I was hoping for something I think a lot of Chelsea fans relate to that but from the start I was ho- I was hoping for but you always do I, yeah. didn't, I didn't want the old ways anymore because that's the thing when you when you go through a bre- I feel like I'm comparing this to like a breakup that you would initiate you're yeah. like yeah it's time to score separate ways yeah. we move on but you're always full of hope you're like yeah it's the right thing to do but you still have that little tinge of like ah but am I doing the right thing here could we go back to the old days should I have done this and there's times where I think yeah Chelsea needed to move on but I wish we were back in those Tuchel yeah. days. I wish we were back in the Mason Mount when he wasn't a snake. 
I wish you had the young players there. I wish Kai Havertz there. I wish Timo Werner was I still wish, there. I, wish, yeah. I, I feel lost for that period. And I, feel Maybe, like, I think uh, Nico Jackson's replaced that. Nah, I don't give me Nico, man, Nico Jackson. Nico Jackson's a donkey. No, he's not. He actually looks like a decent player, to be fair. But yeah, the loss of identity, that's yeah. a thing. No, um, I, I I understand it. Like, it, make, it makes me feel like a breakup. And yeah. yeah, I don't know where the Chelsea identity is going to go next. I don't really know what it that's is. Thing, I don't know like, what, like, what, what is Chelsea identity at this point. I don't really even know anymore. We're quite young as well, so we basically only remember the Abramovich yeah, era and a little bit of the sixty nineties. But um, there was a whole thing. But so what's next? What is Chelsea? What do we so want to happen? I guess one of the positive things is that we have a lot of young players, and most of them, okay, they've not maybe reached what we expected just yet. But yeah. They're still very young. They've got lots of potential. So on the pitch, it should improve. It has to improve. Well, it's only ways up, yeah. Exactly. Unless we get relegated. But I'm. A bit worried about the direction owners are going in, about the disconnect with the club, the money being spent. Like it sounds weird because I'm a Chelsea fan of the Bramfield era, like or just before then, and the success all came from money. But most of the time, it felt like there was a direction. I feel like there is a direction in this team. Now. I, I do disagree with you. Like I feel like they're investing heavily in young yeah. players. If this team works out, if we look in two years' time and all these young players develop into world class footballers we will say that was brilliant. That was genius in the market to invest that heavily at the start and to yeah. get them on long-term contracts. Genius it could be one of the best. But if it doesn't go to work, <laughs> it could genuinely destroy the club. Yeah, so... It's a very a high risk. Because, again, just one thing I would like Chelsea to do is to have one signing in the next year that you just go, yeah, we know who he is. He does the business. Even just one side, one experienced signing, don't bring anyone else in. And like, even look at what City did when they bring in like the likes of Kovacic on like not massive contracts, yeah. bring him in for a year to steady the ship. One of those. Yeah. Just a wee nice twenty-five million pounds, thirty-year-old, yeah. come in, run down the clock, and just give us a bit of stability. Another Thiago Silva would be great. A bit younger, I think. Yeah, a wee bit younger, but yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Close to forty, but um, I don't know where yeah, it's going to go. Like, I don't know what's happening next. Um. Obviously, we have to stay optimistic. We're Chelsea fans. Of we course, don't get a choice in it, which is very interesting. I wonder how Chelsea fans will feel after they listen to this. Are they going to think we're they're going to hate us? Are they think we're negative about their favorite players? And I players? honestly, I think for Chelsea fans, we're quite positive. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like I've supported Chelsea. But I'm sure there'll be life. a lot disagreeing of some of the stuff we've said. But, but Chelsea fans aren't known for their optimism either. Let's true. be totally fair. That's true. I love Chelsea with all my heart, and that's why it's so painful. So I don't know what's going to happen next, but. There is a slight optimism, not quite as optimistic as saying Chelsea are going to win the Premier League. That was maybe a little over-optimism on my part, I'm not going to lie. But, but I respect you for saying it. I'd say, and give it a year or two. You put it on camera and now everyone's holding you to that. Yeah, well, well this this episode could age really well or <laughs> in six months we can go back and think, oh yeah, that's where that's where our careers <laughs> influencers died. Because <laughs> that day oh, we decided God. to slag Chelsea for six, yeah, for 20 minutes straight. Not even I longer. Think we were slag, we were just scrutinising, giving our opinion. There wasn't much positivity in that episode, was no. there? No. And we're cheery guys. We're normally very cheery, happy guys. Now we're going to go home and cry. Well, the last episode was a very positive episode of Bayern Leverkusen. To be True. Fair. So we've done True. we've done the positive thing. Now we just have Next week moment. or next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll be, do something nice. We'll be back to something positive and fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything you want to say? Or no, I, 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 I can't keep talking about Chelsea, man. No. <laughs> I so need yeah, to go. We're going to go off now. It's and, too much uh, Chelsea. I don't know. Take in this episode. Got to go for a cry. Got <laughs> to go for a lie down and a cry. Um, now we'll be grand. This yeah, Chelsea. We'll, we'll be grand. We always find a way. Chelsea always do. Yeah, unfortunately. We hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose last thing to say is yeah the usual kind of social media stuff. Yeah. Please follow us. Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok. Instagram's hitting off a bit. Yeah. It's going well. Yeah. It's going well. I'm, TikTok's I'm picking up a bit as well. Things are flying a bit. So thank we'll you guys have some for new that. Content out soon. Any sort of new games you want to yeah. see? Like just about to say any recommendations. We need some because there's only two of us. 
we need stuff sent to us if we're going to make yeah. new content like Tic Tac Toes I've seen Football Connect 4 recently ah it's a tough one as well yeah, yeah. I give that a lash yeah we need, we need to get a copy I give that a lash but yeah well hopefully we get that in the time um, until then then I suppose that's it should we yeah. say goodbye and have a cry perfect cheerio right. cheerio everyone bye ciao